Spoiler warning. The following discussion will contain spoilers. We recommend checking out the movie first, then coming back to hang with us. But, if you don't care about that, glad to have you here. Alright everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Real Review. My name is Kevin. I'm John. And we are the Real Movie Guys. Uh, we like to welcome you to Real Sports Month, where we take a look at your favorite sports movies and we give you our thoughts on them. Today, we're going to be talking about The Mighty Ducks. Uh, the Mighty Ducks is about a self-centered Minnesota lawyer who, who is sentenced to community service coaching a ragtag youth hockey team. So, John, our generation, I think, uh, grew up with this movie, would you say? Yes, Definitely. <laughs> Very uh, much grew up with this movie. Very much. Uh, I think it like influenced every like late 80s, early 90s kid. I think we watched it like a million times. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it was it was always on like TV and you watched it. And anytime Destroy it was the on, VHS. you would always... <laughs> For our fans out there that know what a VHS player is, I think. I don't even know if my VHS worked anymore after a while from <laughs> watching this so many times. Yeah, the tape would get stuck in there. You'd have to cut it out. You're like, oh, man, now I got to buy a whole new one. Yeah, so when we were talking about sports movies, we were trying to figure out a list of like things we should be talking about, movies we wanted to review. I tried to pick, you know, to pick, you know, the common things, some things a little off the beaten path. I knew right away though, as soon as I was doing sports, like we're talking about the Mighty Ducks. Uh, the Mighty Ducks, I would argue, is probably one of the best family sports movies out there. I would agree, and it it still holds up, I think, to today. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. It's one of those movies that. Anybody can watch, and you can always. I feel like it's a movie everybody can get into too. It doesn't have like it's not like a typical like total hundred percent sports movie because it's got like other things to the the plot and everything. It and does, I feel like but I think even I don't even know if I would say that. I think it is to its heart. It's purely a sport. It's it's almost purely a sports movie. It's it's weird because Disney around this time they did a lot of live action movies and they they still do don't get me wrong but there was a period where Disney was just like throwing whatever stuck to the wall. Uh, Mighty Ducks inspired two sequels D two D three. Then you had all those other sports movies. I think what was it like Big Green it was like a soccer movie. A uh, Little Giants, I think was one. Oh. It's like in the vein of sports movies like that. Like these these movies were geared towards kids. Primar a lot of those movies, I would say, were geared towards kids. However, this movie, I feel like, is geared towards adults and children. Yeah, I could see that. I think it appeals um, to both. Like A lot of the times when you know, you're know you a parent, John might experience this more than I do since he does have kids, but when you watch a movie, sometimes you're like, oh, I'm just getting through it You know, for the kid. They, you know, they enjoy this. I don't know why they like it. Mighty Ducks really isn't that. I feel like it's more of an adult story that you can watch with your kid. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. that. I feel like the, a lot of this, like, even like you were saying with, like, Little Giants, too, mm -hmm. I feel like that's another movie that, like, adults can also enjoy the movie along with their kids mm -hmm. instead of just trying to suffer going through it. Right. Well, let's go into the movie. So the big star of this movie is Emilio Estevez, uh, who is an amazing actor, you know, part of the Sheen family, brother to uh, Charlie Sheen. <laughs> I don't think he likes to talk about that that much, but the, you know, I don't. Hey, can't say I blame him. But uh, Emilio Estevez really steals the show, I think, in this movie. You know, he starts off with as that cocky, arrogant jerk off. District Five Pee Wee Hockey Team. I'm Gordon Bombay. I'm the new coach. Now here's the long and the short of it. I hate hockey and I don't like kids. It was supposed to be a pep talk. Look, 
I'm sure this will be a real bonding experience. Maybe one day, one of you will even write a book about it in jail. And then he ends up being the most likable person, inspirational person you can know by the end of this movie. You may make it, you may not. But that doesn't matter, Charlie. What matters is that we're here. Look around. Whoever thought we'd make it this far? One, two, three, triple deke. Take your best shot. Believe in you, Charlie. Win or lose. Thanks, Coach. Well, yeah, and I think it also, this movie also works very well together, like with everything, mm-hmm. where he's kind of at a point in his life where he thinks he knows everything about everything. Right. He has to go do community service. Mm-hmm. So at this point, like, he needs something to get him out of, like, the funk that he's kind of in. The guy wins. It's not about winning, Gordon. It never was. Just show them how to play, show them how to have fun, teach them to fly. Mm-hmm. And these kids need somebody to look up to and help their team get better. So it's kind of like they both meet each other right. and they both needed each other at that same exact time. Right. But they don't know it yet. And I think that adds to the, I would say, the timelessness of this movie. Uh, a lot of it has to do with that believable angle, that believable transformation that occurs naturally throughout the movie. It's not like just suddenly. Oh no, I was a bad guy. I better be a good guy. It, it takes him. He struggles in this movie. The character struggles with that transformation. Listen, it was very wrong of me to ask you and the other guys to cheat. And I never should have said what I said to you. I was angry. I was frustrated. And it took a lot of guts for you to do what you knew was right. I admire that. And uh, I just want to tell you that uh, that I'm... I'm... You're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, all right? And I think a lot of people can relate to that, where you get stuck in a place in your life, and you don't know where to go, but you know you need to change. And I think a lot of people can easily relate to that, and Emilio Estevez just brings that unique emotion to the movie. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Even the bond with the kids. I mean, the kid. I mean... Not even just Emilio Estevez. You have a great. You have a, do have a, a uniquely great cast here. Uh, Joss Ackland plays Hans. Uh, you could argue Hans is kind of like a one-off note character. You know, he's just he's that old mentor guy. But uh, I, I feel like he, he's he's strong. I think he's strong, and you know, you needed somebody like that for Emilio as Gordon to to bounce off of in the movie. So I think he was really endearing, and he's to me he's a timeless character. I just love the character of Hans. <laughs> yeah, I think Hans plays a great part to this movie even though it's a small little part i feel like he adds like when he's on screen like he adds a lot to his role too he i guess you can see he adds that perspective of gordon to where you can see there's still an endearing side to him when he's a complete scumbag early on in the movie i saw you at the game the other night why didn't you say anything so busy screaming at the kids i didn't want to spoil the moment you know, you know, Hans sees something in him and knows that there's good. So through his eyes, you kind of get that feeling, you know? Yeah. Or it's like, a, yeah, there's even some lines that Hans says where he's kind of like he mentioned some things where he's like, well, when did when did you st- when he kept calling him like a doctor or something? And he's like, I'm not a doctor. I'm a lawyer. How did you become a doctor? Lawyer. Oh, that's too bad. Enjoy that. Well, I hardly ever lose a case. <laughs> that is not what I asked. Right. And he kept trying to mess it up to make him understand, like, that's not who you actually are. Like, you're somebody, 
You're totally different than that. That's not your personality. Lane Smith plays Coach Riley, who's the opposing coach on the other team. Okay. Uh, he was a great villain. I really like him. I think he was a great bad guy. He's that kind of that's that that jerk. Like, oh, you know, he smiles <laughs> to your face, but he's back talking to you as he's leaving. They would take that one down, don't you? Well, good luck. You're gonna need. And yeah. if he has to, he'll get in your face. Uh, I think he was really good. He was he was really popular in the '90s. I know he was in a lot of movies. Uh, I know he was in like My Cousin Vinny. Uh, son-in-law i think red dawn yeah, he's in a lot of things around that time but i thought he did a good job you know he was a good villain you really didn't like him uh he brought something special i feel like to the movie too with his relationship with gordon so i thought that was a really interesting perspective it's up to you gordon you missed this shot you're not just letting me down you're letting your whole team down too i wish your dad could be here to see this make him proud of you Again, yeah, like it might they're... be cliche now in sports movies to have something like this, but I like that. I did like that aspect. It was very, this movie's very grounded in that hometown feel. Like, I feel like everybody knows everybody to an extent, so I kind of yeah. like that. Like, this circle, everyone's familiar with each other. Well, also, like, the weird part is, too, like, it kind of shows you also, in a way, how these kids, before that they were, before Gordon came and everything... They were playing outside on a like just a patch of ice and they were going to be able to compete and they didn't even have like the right pads or anything like right. that. They really suck. And how would you expect them to, to compete against these other people who are obviously getting ice time and doing all this other stuff? Right. And then you come into this and you're like, oh, OK, now this is how they went from where they were, how a little bit of help. Like just getting these kids pads and all this other stuff, and a decent coach can help these kids along the way. Such a Send it back, Averman. Good, Averman. Charlie. Good, good. Now sail it back. Way to go! The kids in this movie. The kids are all great. For I mean, I mean they're all memorable, right? Got the roster right here. Averman, Dave. Conway, Charlie, Paul, Terry. I mean, you have Goldberg, right? <laughs> uh, you have uh, Joshua Jackson, who plays Charlie, who had an amazing career after this movie. Hey, coach. What's that? Huh. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I think it was... I'm, I'm trying to remember the dates. I think it was around D3 is when he went into Dawson's Creek and became, like, the big breakout TV star. After this movie, so you know his career was you know shooting off ever since then. Uh, he was in the show Fringe. Uh, he's in the, another show currently now. I can't remember. The, I think it's called The Affair. It's just crazy seeing him so young in this movie. He's literally like a little baby. Like we were talking about when we reviewed the disaster artist, Babyface. Babyface. Uh, I have this kid, he's like a babyface, and now I see him as a grown adult. So it's crazy to see oh. his development. Uh, oh, hi, Babyface. Yeah. Also, you have a uh, Fulton. Who I think is a memorable character, you know, with his strong shot that everybody's scared of. Uh, who was played by uh, Eldon Henson. Eldon Henson did a lot of movies too around the 90s. He was most recently in the Netflix Daredevil series as Foggy, which again is also funny because when he was in this movie, he was the big 
brooding monster of a kid and in that show i feel like he's like the smallest character dweeby character on the show <laughs> interesting to see that transformation in characters yeah i also think funny that he's always first like he's like i can't play hockey because i want to play because i have to play football right but then he starts getting better and then he starts shooting he goes listen coach i only make it one out of five times and then he makes like you see that he makes more than he actually misses Again, so many of the characters. Uh, well, we talk. We'll talk about a little bit about the sequels later. But it's interesting to see some of them. For the most part, I think the core characters carry over into the sequels, and that's a real accomplishment in itself to have child actors do two more sequels. But again, something we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, yeah. So, what else do you like about this movie, John? What is another big thing that you enjoy about this? I feel like it's just got. Everything I think a good sports movie should have, right? Where a lot of teamwork, a lot of like a whole like a team that's becoming like a family more. Like mm-hmm. they're not just teammates; they don't just show up. Right. And you could even see it when they have the one kid Banks come in. Right. Like they didn't feel like they wanted him there because they were like, "Listen, we're kind of like a family here, mm-hmm. so we don't want somebody coming into our family and ruining everything." Ducks, you all know Adam Banks. The half ducks. Like say welcome, cake eater. Ooh, the just man. This is the new guy, the jester. Shut up, Averman. It's just a joke. Putting on a duck's jersey doesn't mean you're a real duck. And so, I feel like yeah. there's a lot of great quotes too in this movie. Oh, there's that so like many. are memorable <laughs> and things that you just remember from your childhood. No, and. You know, an interesting take on this movie, and again, when we're younger, we probably didn't realize it as much, but there's a really big social commentary about, you know, socioeconomical standing. What's this? The Oriole line? Hey, easy guys, come on, let's play hockey. You know, these kids are, like you said earlier, they don't, they barely have pads, they're playing on a patch of ice on a lake that looks like it's going to break and they don't even want them skating on it, but you see them given an opportunity and they excel and, you know, they have another versus the other team, right, who is given everything. They're from the more upper crest elite status of the neighborhood, and they, they excel. You see a major commentary on that, which, again, I think that also makes this relatable for a lot of kids, too. A lot of people in general, that they're able to see, you know, that class system, which still goes on today. I mean, it's still an arguable thing. You have your poor neighborhoods in sports, and especially in your, you know, your child, you know, child sports, your peewee leagues and stuff like that. Are you this boy's father, uh, 450 North Hennepin Avenue? Is that your address? Yes. Well, then I'm afraid there's no mistake. This boy is playing for the wrong team. What? According to league rules, Adam Banks should be playing for District 5. My son is a hawk, not a duck. You know, you do have the poorer areas versus, you know, the more upscale areas, and it's still common to today, I would say. Yeah, definitely. And I think I like... that clash system makes it even more, makes the story even, not even just some more endearing, but you're rooting for them. Like, I legitimately felt like I was rooting through these kids throughout this movie. Like, I wanted them to succeed. You know, they yeah. maybe they weren't the best. Yeah, they weren't the best. They were terrible for the most part. But to see growth and to see, like, these young minds and young, you know, these young children just become better. 
It's just, yeah, it's really, it's just, it's hard to find another word, but it just truly is really endearing, this movie. It's remarkable. Like, remarkable. Just going on, like, the whole, just going throughout the whole entire movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like the movie's such a good movie all around that even once you get to the end, mm-hmm. you're kind of satisfied at the end, but then you're like, I really feel good for those kids. Like, you know? It's feel good. I mean, this, again, you know, we'll get we'll, well before we get into that. Let's talk. One last thing I want to talk about is the score of this movie. Uh, I do love the soundtrack. The soundtrack is per peak sports movie score. You know, you have your swelling victory songs, and it's memorable. I mean, it still sticks with me to this day. The theme song, you know, when they're doing the flying V and they're going down, <laughs> going down the ice, like you, you, that wells with you. You still remember that that score. I love the flying V part. Flying it's V one is one of the best parts, parts of the movie. <laughs> it's mem- again like- memorable, and it's not too. Si- well, I guess we'll get into it. So I do have some negatives with this movie, and they're not. I wouldn't say they're not like game breaking. <laughs> get that? Get where I went with that? They're not game breaking negatives, but they are things I noticed while I was watching the movie. Um, I think it's hard to it's hard to find out where I stand with this, but this a lot of this movie is too predictable, I want to say. I mean, you you know what's going to happen, right? From the beginning to the end, you know he's going to overcome it. You know they're going to win. It's so predictable. And not even that, the one trope I really hate that's in this movie is the misunderstanding trope, where you hear part of a conversation, like the kids hear part of a conversation. What do you think you're going to prove, you and that bunch of losers? That's right, coach. They are losers. We hate losers, don't we? They don't even deserve to live. Maybe you're right. Maybe Banks won't make a difference. But he wasn't really talking about that. It was just a complete misunderstanding. And the kids are like, oh, we hate him now. We knew he was a bad guy this whole time. No, he thinks we're losers. Yeah, that's what he told Riley. What? Come on, we heard what you said. You said we were losers. We didn't deserve to live. That's not what I meant. I hate that trope. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just think it's it's tired. It's old. Honestly, I think even when this movie was made, it was tired and old. So, again... Is it? It's bad. It, the movie's endearing enough, like I've been saying, to where it overcomes it, but it is noticeable to me. Also, uh, some of the humor didn't really land for me. There's a weird, like Home Alone esque sequence in this movie where they're just, they're running around really fast. Oh, guys, it's awesome. It was in a lot of these movies around that time, so I don't know if it has something to do with, you know, just the time period this movie was made in, or, you know, just some of the humor just it ages itself, I think, a little bit. It doesn't hold up as much today. The story holds up, but I would argue the humor doesn't hold up as much. Okay. Just look for a sign that says personal hell. How could he do this to me? I hate kids. They're barely human. Yeah, and the only other thing I, um, well, there's two other things. I would say, uh, the Charlie's mom subplot didn't really do much for me. I felt like it was just kind of shoehorned in there to, you know, make Bombay more relatable, I guess. He's he's going to be their coach and Charlie's dead. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know. I, again, I it's it's fine. It's not the worst thing I've ever seen. I, I just feel like it's shoehorned in there. You know what I mean? I, I just don't feel like it's 
it wasn't necessary to the story they were trying to tell. I feel like they just wanted to give Emilio Estevez like a romantic interest. <laughs> so again, I just don't not sure why it was in there. I I, I can kind of see why it's in there for the you know the parental appeal, but I don't think it was necessary. The only other thing um, I'll give it, and again, this has more to do with the aging of the movie, is a lot of the cinematography doesn't hold up, I would argue. Uh, like, the beginning of the movie, they show Gordon Bombay's flashbacks of when he was a kid, and I'm sorry, man, like, that didn't hold up at all. Like, they're like this, these fadings, eight, like, barely visible, like, slow-mo shots, and some of that just didn't hold up. It just... It looked bad. Yeah, I, I could forgive it, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, I don't think it hold. some of that doesn't hold up. And some of the cinematography throughout the movie just, it, it shows its age. We've moved on beyond that style, and fortunately, some of those cheap effects they go for just, you know, they, they don't hold up now. But uh, do you have any yeah. negatives you'd like to give about this movie? Anything negative? Um, the only negative I think I could have is hey. and how bad Goldberg is at a goalie. Give him down, please. Hey, please, come on. Hey, buddy, there's no need for this. Let's talk. Come on. I'm your friend, aren't I? Man, come on, Goldberg. At least try to stop it. Cause I'm getting tired of chasing the puck. Be careful, man. It almost hit me that time. Goldberg, you're the goalie. It's supposed to hit you. Stupid to anyone else? That's fine. This movie, <laughs> it's hard to find negatives. Like, and I had to really dig deep for some. Like, they weren't. I wouldn't say they were ne like super negative. Anything I picked out, it was just things I noticed. I would say, but it didn't enjoy. It didn't mar my enjoyment of this movie whatsoever. I I think, you know, I would show this to my kids. I would encourage other families to watch this with their kids. Uh, right now, it is streaming on Disney Plus. Um, the sequels are on HBO Max currently. But I think they're gonna come to Disney Plus in the future. I would assume with that whole deal. So, you know, if you can, if you don't want to pay an arm and a leg, I think the DVD's out of print. So if you don't want to pay an arm and a leg for it, uh, you're better off just waiting to watch it on streaming. Let's talk about the. We'll talk about the sequels just real quick. So, D2 and D3. D2 is pretty much they're playing for the Junior Goodwill Games. Winter Junior Winter Goodwill Games. They get recruited for a semi Olympic level of play the movie's fine you know i mean yeah. there's there's memorable scenes in that uh, a lot of the characters carry over from that movie uh, they introduce keenan thompson becomes a major character in d2 uh, yeah that's where he kind of got he shot up after he was on uh you know the nickelodeon show he was on all that i don't know if that was before or after don't quote me on that. I, don't, I think I think he was in that before he was in all that, and he blew up, and you know now he's on SNL, and he's you know the biggest, longest, one of the longest actors on SNL right now. But it's crazy. That's where he blew up. Uh, that movie's fine. You know, I I think it's funny. We 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 do what we are going to talk about in a future review. We're going to be talking about Miracle. Uh, that movie plays a lot on the the tropes of Miracle. Uh, they they fight you know the foreign baddie they 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 can't overcome them again you know the misunderstanding tropes Gordon loses himself has to find himself again you know we play with a lot of the same tropes that we played with in the first Mighty Ducks so again not a bad movie I think the best part is you still see the continuing continuing journey of these kids so I think that's the most appealing part about the movie not necessarily the story that's attached to it yeah I agree totally. Good movie. And then, then you have D3. 
which is weird because D three takes another change. So they get enlisted the, after you know all the they they introduce new ducks in the second one. I didn't talk about. There's new people that become the new mighty duck kids, and <laughs> some of these kids again. Not everyone carries over, but I think a majority of them do. Uh, they become, you know, they become students in this private high school playing on uh, hockey scholarships. Gordon Bombay is not in that one. Uh, I don't know if it was because Emilio Estevez was busy at the time. He didn't want to do it. I don't know the exact details. He's in it decently. He, he contributes to the plot, but he's not the main focus. That movie, I actually think D3 might be better than D2 in some aspects. Because D3 focuses on them growing up. And, you know, becoming something beyond just the team. Now, D3 is the one with... Is that the... Which one has the Basham brothers? That's the starts in the second one. And then he, okay. he's in the, he's at the end of the third one. Again, you know, that's fine. But, like I said, D3 is a little better in that aspect. Because they the team has a new coach. They have someone that they have to work with. I think that that is an interesting perspective to go with for the movie. It wasn't what I expected as part of like a three, you know, I thought it was just going to be the Gordon Bombay story throughout all three movies, but then you get to the third one and they, they did change it. They tried to change it up a little bit. Again, very enjoyable. Good to see those kids. Uh, a significant, I feel like there's a significant jump. I don't know the dates exactly when the movies came out, but I do feel like they significantly aged between movies. <laughs> but again, very good. Uh, I recommend it. It's a wholesome trilogy. It really is. We're not going to review the other two because I just felt like there's not enough content to really go over it with. But if you like the first one, check out two and three. Why not? Yeah. Got nothing else to do, right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, seriously, go, go and check them out. If, if you like the Mighty Ducks one, I think you'll find enjoyment out of two and three. Uh, two and three, ironically, two and three do age more than this one. A lot of their, like I said, my complaint was the humor. The humor just totally takes like a totally like era related look at humor where it just, it didn't age that well. And it's even, it gets even cornier, which is kind of funny to believe. <laughs> like in the third one, they're playing pranks on the, the other kids that live on campus. It's corny, but it's fine. They're, they're innocent. They're innocent enough where they won't hurt anybody. So I definitely recommend them. That being said, we're at the point of the video where we're going to give our final scores for the Mighty Ducks. So I'm going to give... The Mighty Ducks, an A. Averman. It's hockey. There's no batter. Idiot. This movie is excellent. Again, I can't recommend it enough if you have young kids, especially for nostalgia. Nostalgia, this, this movie gets me every time. I definitely enjoy it. It's a high recommend, especially, you know, as we're talking about real sports this month. Couldn't recommend this enough. Uh, John? Where do you stand on this movie? I stand with an A on this movie. Okay, I see your point. Uh -oh. Go! Go! Oh, it right? It's one of those classic movies that ages pretty well. You, after watching it a bunch of times, you still can enjoy the movie after a while. And even like this movie being an A, I felt like made me want to go watch the other ones. And even though those aren't as good as this one, they're still not terrible movies. But this one definitely, for me, gets an A. No, I agree. Mighty Ducks is a timeless series, and it stands the test of time. If you can, like I said, it is streaming on Disney+. Plus. Even they made a, <laughs> They even made a, an animated series about this. Oh, boy. The Mighty Ducks, too. Oh, boy. 
I was a fan of that. Not gonna lie to you. <laughs> I did enjoy see? that. It's not at all what you think. I'll put a image up here so you can see what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, they're actually ducks and they fight <laughs> aliens and. Yeah, Mighty Ducks was a real popular... We didn't even really talk about it. Mighty Ducks was a big cultural phenomenon for a while. Uh, right? Didn't the team... Now, the actual team changed their logo and everything when the movie made the logo in the second one. Wasn't that what it was? Yeah. They changed everything about it. They yeah, like they adapted it. the so actual they... logo of the Mighty Ducks. Now, yeah. they adapted the logo from the movie, right? Yes. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> when has that ever happened? Not much. But that's if how... at all. I don't think at all. I think that's the only. I mean, there probably, maybe there is. I could be wrong. But that's a pretty big deal. I mean, I remember that logo was everywhere. I'll put the logo yeah. up here too, so you can see it. The first logo is not that famous, but the second movie's logo is the iconic uh, duck goalie mask with the sticks behind it. <laughs> yeah, the classic. I don't think they use it now, though. I think they have a different logo now. I think they're still using it. Do they? I'll check so. that out too. I'll let you guys know. Anyway, like I said, check out this movie. You guys are definitely going to enjoy it. Uh, so, John, where can the people find us at home? You can find us at YouTube at The Real Movie Guys. Come to our channel, like it, subscribe, even hit the notification bell. They might tell you when we have a next video. <laughs> you can also find us on Twitter at The Real Movie Guy. And you can tell us your opinions on this movie or other movies. Or maybe things that you guys want to see, too. Yeah, definitely. You could also find us on many podcast locations, such as... Yes, for your listening pleasure, we are also available in podcast form at iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcast, Overcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and Pocket Cast. Be sure to give us a listen at any of those fine places if you're ready right now. Hey, we greatly appreciate it. Just search Real Movie Guys. We should pop right up. I'd like to thank you all for joining us for this episode of The Real Review. Uh, we got a lot of great stuff in store for you for real sports. Um, I think you guys are really going to have a good time. Uh, so my name's Kevin. This guy over here, he's John. We are The Real Movie Guys. Real guys, real movies, real thoughts. Catch you next time. See you.